Statement is made. He's probably doing his hair. Oh, big time, big time. It was uh, it was a sh- it was an absolute mess uh, this morning. So I uh, I one hundred percent had to do my hair, and it's not it's not perfect. I don't I'm not happy with it at all. I actually have to use the headphones to kind of like adjust it, but it's still not right. Oh, it's all lopsided and weird and it's sticking up in spots and and I don't like that. You know? My God, I put so much paste in it that, oh, it's just fucked. It's ridiculous how much of of the uh, pomade that I put in there and um, it's still not right. Very disappointing. Welcome into the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day from right here in the Impact Power Sports studio. We begin again. Today is a Dear Meathead Day with my beloved 89, 89 years old father who will be 90 in uh, a month and three days. Incredible. So uh, if you have a question for dad on Dear Meathead, I, I want you to reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I received one from an audience member that I have to keep this under wraps because I always respect, I always respect the suggestions and the things that people tell me. Uh, and I, look, I'm not involved. I can only tell you what I know. In the past, there were two audience members who were an item. Boy, girl. Then they weren't an item. So that was that. These people remain on as audience members. I uh, I still would see them from time to time in separate places. No big deal. And no, I'm not going to tell you who this is because I respect the request. Always. Well, the audience members, I see them together at Bosco's Pub at the bar. And I walk out and I go, hey. And I, I kind of like, oh, you two are together. And I, I had that look that I just had on my face. Oh, okay. And before I can even say hello, the female goes, don't say anything. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's not great. And I'm right away thinking about dude. I'm like, what the fuck? He is going to be, you know, wondering what the fuck is happening here. So I played it off. I, and I told, talked to you about this yesterday. And I'm like, I didn't, I, I just like, oh, it's so good to see you guys. Have you been here before? I mean, I, I knew dude had been there, uh, but I, I didn't recall girl being there. Oh my God. 
Aram says, uh, Eric Zaitunian was working at Bosco's. I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The suggestion from Amanda, who writes, ah, they were trying to get some closure. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. They were not. Because I just got a dear meathead question from the uh, sweet uh, dude in that saga. Good morning, meathead. The other day I was at my favorite bar with my girlfriend and we ran into a mutual acquaintance. As soon as she saw him, she screamed, don't say anything to the acquaintance. I was so embarrassed, confused, and felt so awkward the rest of the evening. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't blame you. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, the barkeeper didn't even talk to me after that. <laughs> well, I don't know what you mean by that. What should I do? Her lame reason makes no sense. I know I don't, I can't speak for her. I can't say what was going through her mind and I'm not going to attempt to. I responded to this nice person and I said, well, context wise, I don't know if this is going to work. My dad would probably be as confused as you were because he's not, you know, so I figured I would, I would bring it up here, you know? Person follows up when I sent that and says, uh, well, you're, you're the gatekeeper and show producer extraordinaire. You know best. And then this person adds, my coworker is listening to free beer and laughing his ass off. I'm trying to convince him that isn't funny. I have a new job. I don't listen as often as I used to. And, uh, well, I'm glad you're there. Now, I don't know if I can, I, throw it out to you, the audience and expect any type of viable advice. Cole, who's kind of wacky says, get rid of her. Rebecca says, if you're trying to be on the down low, why would you go to Bosco's where they knew they would see you? Uh, Amanda seems to think that this is a uh, hurricane Ashley. No, no, I'll tell you that it's not, it is, it is not hurricane Ashley. But at the time, Amanda says, I didn't say that. Uh, yeah. You wrote maybe came in like a wrecking ball or a hurricane. So I know what you're suggesting. You're doing that thing where you suggest something and then I I easily connect your simple dots together and then you bark at me. I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. Uh, I'm not putting words in my mouth, in, in your mouth, but I wish you would put a donut in yours so that I didn't have to see your name pop up on the chat. How's that? Anyway. That was the damnedest thing on my end. 
Because when it all unfolded Monday, uh, I was like, fuck, I'm out of here. As soon as that happened, I went into the back of the kitchen and I'm not coming out. I made food. Uh, it was sent out to them. And from afar, I went, hey, how are the French fries? And they're like, oh, so good. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Pew! Gone. See ya. No thanks. Bye-bye. Holy shit. Um, we have someone in the chat who's annoying. Dixie Normus. Oh, all right. Thanks. Tyler says she, they are looking for attention. They could have gone anywhere and they went to the place where sex hair Eric works. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. So that you're away, aware, and away. And uh, this person says, yeah, don't say anything. So I kind of did say something, but there's no way any of you are going to know who this is. None of you. I'll just say that. But the chick did make it extremely awkward by blurting that out. Yeah, don't say anything. It's like, oh, God. Thinking to myself, that poor dude, what the fuck is going on here? Jesus. Queen of the forest came down the steps today. Ready for work. Decked out in the uh, bright red leggings with the little pink hearts on them. And a nice uh, uh, pink slash reddish uh, sweater for Valentine's Day looking unbelievably cute in her little white sneakers and her little leggings. Dixie Normus writes, I'm annoying. I'm trying to figure out what you're chatting about. Yeah, well, just watch. Just watch and listen and you'll figure it out. You don't need to fire off to the chat. Hey, what are you talking about? Quit being a pain in the ass and shut the fuck up. God damn it. It's a talk show. Who shows up to a talk show and just fucking starts saying, hey, what's going on? Tell me what's happening. You asshole. You'll learn the rules quickly around here. Now shut up and sit there. God damn it. The chat is not for you to say, hey, everybody catch me up as to what the fuck is going on. Just sit there and everything will fucking work itself out. Tyler writes, stop everything and tell me what's going on here. Dixie Normus says, I'm new here and you treat your new chatters like this. Yeah, take this fuck face. You already got a yellow. Two more of those and you're getting or one more of those and you're getting a red. All right. There's etiquette here. Who the fuck does that? Imagine, imagine the, uh, entitlement to just walk in onto a show and just say, Hey, what's happening? Everybody tell me that would be like, if I'm in a conversation with 10 people at work, let's say I had a job and I'm at there with, uh, and, and then some asshole who I don't know walks in and says, stop what you're talking about. Everyone tell me what he's saying. Get me up to speed. You dumb fuck. My God, 
Let this be a lesson to new people. This is how you handle the scenario. You creep in. You slowly gather up the terms to figure out what's going on. That's appropriate, polite etiquette. You don't barge into a goddamn chat and just say, Hey, everybody tell me what's happening, you fucking moron. God damn. Tyler says, to be fair, 99.9% of new chatters aren't this annoying. Everybody else has figured it out. All right. Well, anyway, you sit there and enjoy this. No more questions from you. Just fucking quit being stupid. Uh, So Queen of the Forest comes downstairs and she's uh, decked out all in red. Just lovely. And it's at that point that I'm reminded it's Valentine's Day. So then I'm like, hmm, are we, I think we're far enough along in the marriage that we are well past Valentine's Day. We just don't do it. I'm pretty sure, but I'm thinking, am I going to have to go get the annoying flowers and uh, spend the cash on, on this shit? And uh, I go, yeah, happy Valentine's Day. She goes, oh, happy Valentine's Day. I could tell by her tone. She just does not give a shit. I go, we don't, we don't do anything for Valentine's Day, do we? She goes, God, no. No, I hate, she goes, I hate Valentine's Day. I, I hate buying all that shit. I go, oh, yeah. I go, so, so you don't have a Valentine? She goes, no. I go, me, me neither. She goes, okay, I love you. Give me a hug. And then, when you, and then we sniff each other's hair, and then that's that. Are you a hair sniffer? I am a hair sniffer. I am a Joe Biden hair sniffer. Now I understand why he likes sniffing hair, but he shouldn't do it on camera, and he shouldn't do it to kids. I am a uh, hair sniffing extraordinaire, frankly. I love the smell of clean hair it doesn't even have to be completely clean um and then off she goes now i've got my daughters too now in the past there has been like some father-daughter valentine thing but I just, I mean, I'm considering rolling the dice and just like, ah, fuck it. No one will even notice. I mean, they, they both have significant others. All right. So I don't know. Our uh, newfound friend here, Dixie Normus, uh, really wants to be part of the group after that beatdown. And you're, you're more than welcome to do whatever, uh, whatever you want. Tyler says that Dixie Normus has already been blocked. You, I, you know, don't do that, Tyler. This might be a sensational thing. The person made it through the beat up that I gave and is still here. Welcome to you. 
if you want to help Dixie Normus, because that's what you want to do, you can absolutely help as much as you want. You took my best shot and you're still here. So welcome to you. Just know that you must have thick skin. Amanda writes, I always loved Valentine's Day at school because I knew there was going to be a party. However, now I couldn't care less. That was always the thing. You buy the box of Valentine's and then you would uh, address them individually to the various students. But, um, you know, you, you kind of wanted to uh, tell whatever, Heather Essenmacher in the corner that uh, she was the love of your life or Jenny Markuzik that, you know, you choo choo choose her. We had uh, also can, um, candy and flower grams. Did your school have these? So if you wanted to indicate that you uh, wanted to, you know, make your fingers stink, you would send a candy and or a flower gram to someone. And that was a big deal. And I'll never, I can even, I can still like almost imagine the excitement on the rare time that someone would send your old pal EZ a flower gram or a candy gram. I'm like, oh my God, I got one. And then you'd open up the message and it'd be like from a total bow wow. You'd be like, oh, fuck. You wanted, I immediately thought that if you got a uh, flower gram, Candy Graham, that someone immediately wanted to bone you. And, but, so that was kind of like terrifying to me because um, some of the women, some of the girls that would send those to me could easily have been in the WWE. I've always been little. And not only have I always been little, like short, you know, I'm a short fucker. And I'm getting shorter, by the way. I think I'm actually knocking on the door of straight up five foot seven, which is just so embarrassing. God damn it. Uh, whenever I'm walking around Meyer or wherever I happen to be and I see someone who's my height or maybe a little taller, they always stand out to me, especially in an area where I live where there's a lot of tall people. For some reason, a lot of Dutch people um, are tall. So I'll be walking around Meyer, and then I'll see a little fucker and I'm like, God, look at that little shit. Hey, little fuck. Oh my God, look at his little shit. He's such a little shithead. <laughs> and then I get closer and I realize he's actually taller than me. And I'm like, oh God, that's you. You look alarmingly little. So when I would get these notes from chicks, you know, they were, and girls always grow quicker than boys. You know, they hit puberty earlier and they, they uh, get tall quickly. And they're, especially at around the age that I was at the time, they're all bigger than I was. And then you uh, add to that, not only were they uh, bigger kids to begin with, but they, they just had that um, Frank Ragnow type of appearance to them or, you know, uh, Penne Sewell, Lion Lineman, excuse me. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn, these people could kill me. 
They would just smother me. They would actually use my whole body as a dildo. That was kind of like um, all in the game plan. So um, Valentine's Day for school-aged EZ would lead to excitement um, because somebody actually recognized me. And then terror of knowing that such a uh, a wildebeest uh, wanted to smother me. Holy shit. So there you go. We have Valentine's Day. And speaking of a um, of relationships, I was with that buddy at the Verve Pipe concert over the weekend, and um, we uh, we got into a conversation. And he goes, "How long have you been married?" And uh, I I told him, "Um, and I I have to think right now because I was married in 1992, so this will be my 30." second wedding anniversary. I go, I don't know, 32, 33 years. And he goes, God damn. How long, when did you get married? I go, I was 21. He goes, Jesus. I go, yeah, I was, uh, you know, that, that was at about the time when people started getting ma- married a little bit later. And then now it's like, now people don't get married to the like 45. Um, and I go, yeah, yeah, we, we, we made it. We're the ones that made it. He goes, my God, I didn't settle down until I was in like approaching my mid thirties. I go, yeah, I know. I know. I, I know it is all my friends. Uh, none of them got married, uh, at a young age. They all, they all, they all waited, but, um, I really outkicked the coverage. Okay. And it's like, I got to tie this one up. It was the best decision I ever made. I didn't ask any questions. I didn't think too hard. I didn't, I didn't think about it that much. Um, it was literally at a uh, stoplight at the corner of Broadway. And um, what are those streets in Mount Pleasant? I don't, I think it's mission. I was at that intersection first in line at the light. And then I looked through the light and on the left, there's a jeweler um, to the south of Broadway. So cross the street from the wayside, if anybody knows that area. It's torn down now. I tried to go back there, and it's no longer there. And um, I see it, and in the span of about 15 seconds, by the time the light turned green, I said, I am going to go in there. I'm going to buy an engagement ring, and I'm going to give it to Diana by the end of the day. And I'm going to ask her to marry me. That's it. Mission in Broomfield. Thank you. Step on the gas. Pull in. The ring cost $100. Get the ring. Walk out of there. Made a, made a left. Went over to United Apartments. Right next door to WCEN radio station. That's where it was at the time. Across the street from the Walmart. I don't know if it's still there. Put the ring under a pillow. On our waterbed. <laughs> and um, Linda says that's not the ring she's wearing today. No, of course. I had to upgrade. Are you kidding me? There's been uh, two upgrades. Anyway. Uh, she gets home. 
little little Pooh Bear. And uh, she crawls in the water bed with me. Hey, how was your day? Fine, fine. Yeah, I'm just, just resting. There's a long day of classes. I'm in school. I'm in college at the time. Uh, I think I was maybe 19 years old then. She puts her, she, she would always put her hand under her pillow and then sleep with the arm under the pillow. And she feels the, uh, the box and she's like, what the, and she pulls it out and I go, Hey, let's get mad. Would you marry me? I didn't take a knee, nothing like that. I, I wish I did. I wish I did. Uh, and then there you go. The rest is history. I was talking with Doug from Bosco's the other day and, um, we were talking about being married and I go, do you have a lot of friends who are like divorced? He goes, yeah, they're all divorced. I go, yeah, pretty much mine are too. We're like the only ones that are married. He goes, yes. I go, what did we, how did we survive this? I mean, because you're a, a, a fucking felon. I mean, like literally you're a felon and I'm just a fucking psychopath. How did we make it? He goes, I don't know. I go, it's good women. We just got lucky. We fucking found good women. That's what happened, Doug. And then he's such a dumbass. He goes, it's my cock. I go, oh, shut up, Doug. Are you kidding me? Kyle says, you must be a good husband. No, my God. Those moments. God, so embarrassing. They felt so bad. When poor Freebear would say that. Couldn't figure out that whole dynamic when that dummy would say that on the radio. Who says, hey guys, I want you to know I'm a good husband. That's something you say in the mirror when you're alone. You don't announce it on the radio because you never know what the hell could happen. And it just sounds douchey. After a few times after Greg announced on the radio that he was a good husband, we would um, pay attention. And uh, if he ever did say it, or if he was ever talking about something with his uh, then wife, Amanda, we would intervene and say, hey, well, you know, the reason why this is, is that this is going so well for you or because she's so happy. It's because you're a great husband. And he would get so pissed. Oh, my God. You are, you really are a great husband. You're right. You're a great husband. And then eventually, eventually he quit doing that. But, um, I mentioned that, um, the guy that I was at that Verve pipe concert with, um, I, I said to the guy, I go, look, I need to, um, reach out to Brian Vander Ark from the Verve pipe and let him know, Hey buddy, you guys were fantastic and send him the clip of uh, my Verve Pipe concert review from yesterday. Uh, and so I got his number and I, I sent it off to him and I was like, God, I sure hope he doesn't think I'm a fucking tool. But I meant it. I mean, I, I felt, I would do, uh, Brian, it's easy. Uh, I was going to write my thoughts about your show on Saturday, but it was easier to talk about it on my podcast. Plus, I was excited to tell everyone what I saw. I chatted about it for a few minutes on my podcast, uh, the attached link. One thing I meant to say but forgot was what one point in the show reminded me of. In the song, Medicate Myself, 
you kind of handed it off to Channing Lee and she took over. She did like a, um, um, I described it as her amazing wordless performance. Reminded me of the song, The Great Gig in the Sky from Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. The lady who sang that was Claire Torrey. It was a phenomenal moment by all, but especially Channing Lee. Anyhow, please check out what I said at my show. What I saw and heard Saturday was very special. And uh, he wrote back. Brian writes, dude, thank you. High praise. Much appreciated. I'll share it with the gang and on our socials. Well, that's very kind. I didn't want you to do that, but thank you. Sorry, I didn't come out after. Have me on the show and I'll tell you all about it. Short version. I have so much family in Grand Rapids. I had to meet with everyone up until we got on stage. So I I really need to make him uh, make it a point to get Brian on the show to talk about that concert. So I'm going to plan that and I'll share it with you all. And uh, I now I, I've become, this is what I do. When I become a fan of, let's say, someone like this, an artist who the Verve Pipe should be bigger. Like they should be worldwide phenomena. They were that good. And so once I like get my mitts on something, I like really want it to work. So like Waylon, you know, you think about them and, um, and at the time, remember how much I was, um, into kid rock. Well, eventually that dried up because he became such an asshole. Uh, but my God, um, once I get into something, I'm like all about it. Aram says, bring him and the band into the studio for an acoustic show. Um, I would, I would, but I would be embarrassed. I, you know, I, I've got such a meager setup here. I'm always like afraid of that. Chris says, is Brian on WLAV now? Yes, he's on Afternoon Drive. Uh, Kyle says, when he was on WBBL, they came in and did an acoustic version of uh, of The Freshman. Aram says, I remember that. Uh, I think I do. All those days are kind of like a blur to me. All right. Well, there will be more, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have interactions down the road. Uh, thank you for being here and checking out the show for the folks on Facebook, X, and YouTube. You are exceptional. Thank you so much. Another great idea. What about an acoustic show at Bosco's? You provide the fries. Well, I would, but the fries that I would make would, I mean, no one would even be paying attention to Brian because the fries are so good. You know, uh, Chris says a lot of bands have covered that song. That's true. Did you know that uh, Brian provided a song for the film uh, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? And he was even in that movie. I don't know the part he played. I heard him talking about that on the radio. He was in the movie uh, Rockstar. Uh, Dixie writes, y'all muted me from him. Awesome. Great friends. 
No, I, I I see you. I didn't. I just the only reason why I read that one is is not to give to uh, let you know that I'm I'm seeing you, but I'm just not really reading what you're saying because it's not really my thing to uh, have conversations, deep chat conversations with people on the chat. That's uh, not what I do. Um, I might read a joke or a comment here or there. I'm giving you the. Uh, uh, the rope, the long rope, because you're new here. So I'm just letting you figure that out. The initial rant is part of the show. And it seems like you didn't take it too personal because you're still here. Um, Amanda says, Eric, I gave up on Dixie. If he stays, he stays. If not, bye-bye. Yeah, you know, I mean, we we people come and go all the time. We don't have to be best friends with them. And this is a new person, and, you know, whatever. I'm just not really interested. Because, let's be honest here, the thing I am the most interested in is me at all times. Um, no matter what anybody says or does, there is no more interesting person on the planet than me. And that's the attitude I have to fa- have going into this. I'm extremely interesting. That's why you're here. That's why the three or four dozen people every day are here. Chris says, and your hair. Of course, my hair. Tyler says, the most obnoxious person who has ever entered the chat. This is the first time I've ever blocked someone. LOL. Oh, no, don't do that. You shouldn't. Don't. Because... What you're going to see, then you will miss the metamorphosis. Okay? You will miss the metamorphosis, which is the show. Of seeing the person get up to speed with how things work here. Um, like, for example, I see something else written down. It's, it's TLDR. I, I can't. If I'm alone and it's TLDR, I can't be sitting there reading if I'm reading too much, that means I'm not podcasting or live streaming. That's how this works. You know, it's, it's all, look, this is about me. That's the only reason why anybody is here. Me, me, me. If it were about you, you would have like a podcast or a show and you should, or you can sit here and enjoy mine. That's okay with me. I'm glad you're here. It's always fun to have someone new. Absolutely. Anyway, where was I? Uh, For the people who are watching on Facebook, X, and YouTube, thank you so much. Um, You can subscribe to the audio podcast wherever you download shows. You can send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. You can also subscribe to me on Twitch and get the rest of this show for free every single day. All right. Uh, that is twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or download the Twitch app. I also have a Patreon where tomorrow is a big fraud Thursday. We have two shows lined up. Who are these free beers, which will start at about 615 Eastern time. And then the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast right after that. Uh, on this week's. Who are these free beers? We will be discussing uh, 
Well, at least my clips. Ben's got his own clips. I'm not sure what he's going through and pulling. Um, they had this. They took a deep dive on a how to be a clown instructional video. There was a video from like 25 years ago where somebody is giving like uh, a tutorial about how to be a clown in front of like old people at the old folks home and what, what to do right and what to do wrong, which that probably, that actually sounds funny to hear that. That, that would be a fun thing to, to actually review. The thing that stood out to me, all right, is that, Especially when Greg started talking, Greg had a few jokes that I don't think were that terrible. I mean, they were, you know, a C. All right. And uh, the rest of the crew gave him absolutely nothing. They didn't like let him, they didn't let the joke breathe. They did. Well, no, actually they did let it breathe, but there was no reaction whatsoever. He got no love whatsoever on his jokes. Um, and then as it went on, they started to step on each other. I'll talk at the same time, race towards jokes, not so good jokes. Uh, there was nothing really outstandingly funny in it. Um, it, it probably was their best moment they've had in a long time, frankly, but I will get into that and I will play it for our very own Ben Glaze. That is the environment that Ben Glaze excels at most when Ben pulls his own clips and sets them up like you've seen him do. He does not do that whole fucking uh, oh, uh, um, thing nearly as uh, as bad. Had a uh, starting to melt uh, where the headlights go. Uh, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, nothing. Uh, so Ben will join me. There's a theory going around from Chris, who is the one who listens to X's and Bros and pulls those clips of Ben on the intro. And Chris wants to make it very, very uh, clear. He's more poking fun at Ben's radio partner, Anthony. Because Anthony always makes it so goddamn awkward. And I, and I agree with that to some degree. Um, but Chris is worried that Ben's getting hurt. Um, every so often, uh, uh, in the last few weeks, an episode or two a week, we'll be missing the intro segment for X's and bros. And I just want to make sure that's not because of me. I don't want to hurt Ben's feelings. I don't want him uncomfortable with me sending them to you or anything like that. Genuinely, what makes it funny is Anthony. He makes it so awkward for him, and that's where the humor comes from. And I agree with that. He says, I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but I've just noticed a few times where the opening segment is missing, and I figured I'd shoot you an email and make sure Ben is okay with me sending them on to you. Signed, Chris. I said, Chris, I'll double check with Ben. I think it's time we just basically rip the Band-Aid off and say, Ben, so you're not too pissed, are you? I hope not. I don't want to upset Ben. I love Ben. He's one of the sweet, uh, sweetest people on the planet, without a doubt. 
if we can get him in here. I don't know if we can hear him. I think he's doing his radio show. Your call has been forwarded to ah. voicemail. The- Dixie Normus writes, listen, anyone in the chat, I never have listened to this kind of chat. Please have some patience for me. I'm trying to learn rather than criticizing. Maybe help. Yeah. I think what we have here is, unless I'm being uh, fooled, this is like a, uh, a new person who is not quite used to this type of thing. All right. So the fact that you're still here after that beat up early on is remarkable. Kenny writes, here's the help you need, but don't necessarily want. Shush. <laughs> Listen, hang out. Don't chat so much and just give it some time. <laughs> Yes, and it's much appreciated. Um, that was from Mitch. Now, Tyler said he should be popping in the chat in about 15 minutes. Dixie says exactly what he said. I don't know what I'm listening to. Yeah, I know, but I did say to you, I did say to you, just relax. Stop typing so much. Just watch. Uh all you have to do is enjoy. You, you don't have to. There's no burden of, uh, of not, I don't want to say proof. There's no burden of conversation on you. All right. It's all up to me. Yeah, I, I put it on autopilot. I'll do all the heavy lifting. It's my job to engage you for two hours every single day, Monday to Friday. Some of uh, the audience are ripping on you because you keep saying the same thing over and over again. Everybody understands that if you are who you, uh, if what you say is true, and I don't know that, that you've never listened before. Everybody, everybody is well aware that you are new. But I've, I've made it very clear. If you would just stop, if you, you see, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me or anybody. You're more concerned about putting something in the chat. And sometimes people do that. I'm guessing you're young. You got to actually listen. Like heed. Pay attention and then put it into action. You know? But you're too busy uh, thinking of something to write. So I know you're not listening. You know what I mean? You know, like when you pick up a new show, you don't always have the luxury of starting at the very beginning. Dumbass Ben writes, what did I miss? Asshole. I just got done telling everybody, don't do that. Corey says, Eric doesn't really get how Twitch works. That sounds insulting. I will beat your fucking ass. Do you realize, aren't you in Maine, Corey? I'm going to be where you live before you know it. Corey says Twitch looks for activity in the chat when you apply for partner. I don't give a fuck. Do you think that I'm sitting here like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and type away, you asshole. 
Dixie now is offended because I said Corey lives in fucking Maine. Yeah, you really don't know how it works here. You need to go watch some fucking idiot playing a video game. Nick says Dixie is young, foreign, and probably a bot. Um, not Chuck Norris writes. I think Dixie is Steve McKiernan. Oh no. I just doxed somebody doxed. I don't know how those bots work, by the way, you guys say that. And I don't, I mean, how does a robot just suddenly start having a fucking conversation with us? How does that even work and actually respond to our questions? to the things that we're saying. How, how is that even possible? All right. We've got a lot more to get to, including my dad in 10 minutes. I'll bring him in for dear meathead. Um, so if you have a question to send along for dad, please do so. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. He always loved to hear. He always loves to hear from you. All right. The open and live stream of the Eric Zane show podcast brought to you by our friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage, two, three, one, three, three, two, sixty five, zero five. If you're ready to get into that mortgage, take the plunge of home ownership. There is only one person that you should call one team that you should call. From no matter where you are in the U.S., do it. Reach out at 231-332-6505 today. Whether it's your first mortgage or you've done this many times in the past, the process is so much easier, especially for the first-time mortgage person, first-time home buyer. You're, okay, you've got, like, panic going through your brain. You might have buyer's remorse about this, that, or the other thing. It's the first time you've... You've done something like this. There are no bad questions. 231-332-6505. Reach out today or whenever you are ready to do this. Don't forget about Joe Martinez. If you need to retrofit your home with a new furnace, AC, water heater, 616-516-8579. Even though you've been using your furnace quite a bit, you can still get it tuned up for free. Uh, that can be done anytime. He has a free furnace tune-up for you right now. And that's no bullshit. He's teamed up with the energy company, DTE. And uh, they have said, look, you tune him up, we'll pay for him. No questions asked. 616-516-8579 for Senor Martinez. Uh, it's also not too early to start thinking about tuning up for the cooling season here in beautiful West Michigan. Uh, Before long, it'll be hot. We'll have the AC going. That thing needs to be tuned up. 616-516-8579 during the winter months. Squirrels nest in there, for God's sake. Chew wires. Before you fire that thing up, you have to have it looked at. Otherwise, if you do fire it up before it's looked at, that might happen. And then the whole thing goes kablooey. There's smoke rolling off of it. You're like, what the hell have I done? 
516-8579. If you've never had that thing uh, looked at, your AC, you know, it, it uh, collects all the dust, dirt, and debris in the air, and it, it kind of gets stuck on those metal fins, and it's like a big, fat 1975 Playboy Bunny Bush. It's so bad. And uh, that obstructs the airflow, makes your machine work harder to cool your home. We have Impact Power Sports sponsoring the show. Find them online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Impact Power Sports in Rockford, Michigan, along 14 Mile Road. ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, side-by-sides, not to mention electric bikes and Yamaha golf carts. Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer is Impact Power Sports. Find them online. Or go to their place in Rockford, Michigan, along 14 Mile Road. Impact Power Sports, MI.com. They also have a massive service department. If the uh, power equipment that you have now needs to be serviced, you can reach out to them and they will fix it for you. Thank you to Impact Power Sports. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart lock, 2K cam, and doorbell, three-in-one, triple security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay. You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock apparently their beloved tarantula farmer gave our new pal uh, Dixie Normus, a uh, subscription. Well done. That's nice. I don't know why everybody is uh, is turning on poor Dixie Normus. You have a brand new audience member who maybe uh, maybe a little bit overly enthusiastic. Okay, and now here you are turning on this poor soul. That's hurtful. We need more people here enjoying the show. Every person who is enjoying this uh, live stream helps me. Okay? It's about numbers. Now, at this rate, 
I will be a Twitch partner in about 35 years at this pace. So 35 years from now, um, when I am 88, I can be a Twitch partner. If I add enough audience members, if I can average 75 audience members for 30 days, I can be a Twitch partner. And that means the money just rolls in. Every time I turn around, it's just money. Right now, I average about 42, 43. Corey seems to think that all I have to do is type silly things. And I will be able to uh, engage the audience and then become a Twitch partner. But I, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to uh, type shit on there. No. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to do a show. This is how I use Twitch. Okay. Hootsie says 88 Twitch partner and prime age to run for president. Dixie says that he or she just wants to help. Oh yeah. And I appreciate it. I love it. Corey says, no, you idiot. You want the viewers to type. I never said you to type. Oh, I misunderstood you, Corey. Why didn't you say that? Maybe you did. I might have missed it. All right. Type away. Everybody. I want everybody to type uh, the entire manuscript from the book Moby Dick. Dixie says I get that, but that's not how to treat new subs and chatters. Look. Chris says, don't take it personal. We're mean to everyone. And that's why Dixie said that. Dixie, again, probably young. And young people don't know what ball busting is. Okay? It doesn't compute. Because young people are all about, you have to be respectful and you have to love people. And and everybody has to be friendly. And I'm here to tell you that that's, that's not true. Okay. You got to, you have to have some, some meat on the bone here. You know, Rebecca says, Dixie just needs to sit back and listen. And when you have something pertinent to add to the conversation, then you can chat. Exactly. Brandis says talking shit is what this show is built on. And that's 100% right. The women have always known the rules and they do a fantastic job uh, engaging with those parameters. It's, it's the dudes who are the problem. It's taken a while for all these stupid boys to figure out the dynamic. Uh, us girls, EZ, Brandis, Rebecca, Maureen, Linda, sometimes Amanda, Hurricane Ashley sometimes, we are all unbelievably skilled at how to handle this show. And with that as a template, Stevie, she's got to be included in there. The guys, it's been, it's taken longer for the guys um, to, to figure that out because they're really dumb, really dumb. Uh, Florida man says, speaking of talking shit, Eric, are you doing a WATP soon? 
so Reddit can tell you how much you fucking suck. Well, oh, don't forget about Show Mom, Megan. Thank you. Yes, actually, Saturday, I'm going to be on uh, WATP. In fact, I don't even know what the fuck we're going to be covering. But Carl says, hey, I got to have you on. I'm like, okay, if you say so, sounds good. So uh, who are these podcasts is uh, coming up on Saturday. Bear with me. I have to adjust the mic. It was acting funny. I think we're good now. Uh, Runner girl, Amy, I'm chopped liver over here. No, there's just too many of you to remember. I'm so sorry about that. You're amazing. You know that. I'll call you in a bit. Ben Glaze. I knew I'd forget somebody. That's the problem. Um, that is the problem with actually listing people because you're going to forget somebody. Dixie says, I will say I'm sorry. Anyone who I annoyed. No, you see, that's the problem. Quit saying sorry. All right. You're, you're being a huge pussy. No offense here, but quit being a huge pussy. Just shut up and have fun. No more of this I'm sorry and all this I want to help bullshit. Be funny. That's what you got to do. You got to quit being such a goddamn pussy. Jesus. All right. If you have a question for dad on Dear Meathead, please send it along. <laughs> probably just waking up. You sound like you're in the bottom of a well. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning, honey. He's here. Just a minute. Oh, he, he just made it. Hey, if he's still, if he's just getting up, let him get up and I'll call him back. No, no, no. Uh, we got to hurry because I got to go for an oil change. As ah. soon as you're done. Uh, okay. So here he is. All right. There you go. Big oil change day. Okay. All right. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Here he is. Hello. Hey, Daddy. How you doing? Uh, very well, very well. It's uh, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine and sunshine. Look at that. Yeah, looking good. It's supposed to get a little crappy tomorrow, but uh, where where we are and where you are, but uh, we'll we'll take this. You know, it's not bad for the middle of February. Sure, we we haven't had a bad day or a bad uh, couple of days. You know. Uh, so it, a very romantic oil change on Valentine's Day. I see. Are you oil change? Uh, Joanne said that you're going to get an oil change. Yes. Okay. So, do you ever are you ever tempted to try to tell those guys that they're doing a what what they need to do right? Like you know, because you used to change oil quite a bit. Nah, I don't say nothing. You know, I just get it done. You know? Yeah, yeah. I remember you actually taught me how to do all that stuff. <laughs> I did. Yeah, you taught me how to change the oil on a car, and you know what else you taught me how to do? You taught me how to uh, ch- you taught me how to change the uh, radiator coolant, and you taught me how to oh, change yeah. the transmission fluid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we took off that thing, and then uh, that that pan, and then I was like, oh my god, you can see the transmission. It was fantastic. You taught me all that stuff, Dad. Oh well, I'm, I appreciate you reminded me of my great things well yeah they're all great <laughs> things they're all great things hey um so dad we are 
one month and three days away from your birthday, your 90th. Every day, every time I talk to you, I remind you that we're getting closer to 90 years old. Wow. Did you, you know I don't feel like that at all? I, You know, I get that from you. You're, you're the type that uh, you just, your, your energy level is so good that I, I, I just don't, I don't, I, I can't picture you being 90. I, I don't either. I'm not. I really don't feel that way. I appreciate that you reminding me of that. You know. Yeah, but that's a pretty great number. I mean, that's the type of number when people, when you say, hey, I'm 90, or, or they find out that you're 90, they go, wow, because first of all, you don't look 90. You look like you're 90 years old. Yeah, wow. that's, that's freaking old as hell. I would say um, you look like you're 75. Well, I don't even feel that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. Absolutely. Well, uh, that is um, that is that is fantastic. I'm so glad that's that. Impressive. So glad that you're uh, that 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 you're feeling that you're feeling as good as you you are feeling right now. Thank you, but I also have this thought: to how you cooked? You came up here and cooked. Oh, you love talking about that. You were you remember that, don't you? Uh, yeah, I really do. Okay, well, uh, for your birthday, we go over to uh, our pal Mike, your your son-in-law, uh, Mike's house, and we're gonna have uh, corned beef. Because that's uh, oh, we're not going to do it at my house. No, we never do. We always do your birthday at Mike's, and we do Father's Day at your house. You're 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 getting okay. Father's Day and your birthday mixed up. All right, but all right, that's that's also on the agenda when we have our big shish kebab extravaganza. <laughs> hey, this this is awesome, honey. Yeah, I know you love getting together with your family. That's uh, that's, I do. That's really fantastic. So. Um, I've got some audience members who have some questions for you, Dad. All right. Let them on. All right. Nathan says, Dear Meathead. Hello, Nathan. Nathan says, My son's hair is down to his shoulders. What do you think about this? Is this too long? Yeah, I really don't like long hair. No? No? No, no not that kind. I, I see some people with the long hair, and I was like, What the hell? You you're just like hey, cut your hair, man. It's not it's it's. You look like a hippie. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I like to have a decent looking haircut. Okay, now what if they have long hair, but it's it's uh, it still looks neat. You know, it doesn't look ratty. It's 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 maintained well. It uh, it it you know. Hey, I, I say to each his own. They're what they want to do. That's all right. It's their life, their body, their face. You know, if they're ha- they're happy with it, they'll let them have it. You know. Now, now you but see, I like I like neatness. I think that uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, you're the type of person who would walk up to you and you would just they'd say, "Hey, uh, how how you doing?" And you, oh, would, I would, and you'd say, "Yeah, well, hey, it's good to see you. Cut your hair." <laughs> you know, you would like yeah, tell them. Yeah, if like I see him, if I know him, I you know, I would say that. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, you know, I, I know that you, um, you, you, you are a tell it like it is guy. So, um, I, you know, if I, I, you're, you're, you're like a little kid because little kids always tell, you know, people what's on their mind. I think, I think you're the same way. <laughs> really? Uh, I don't, I don't mean to insult people. 
Yeah, it's just you know, an observation. Uh, I remember one time it was it was a Christmas, and and uh, I was there with Diana, and uh, uh, your son, my brother Jim, was there with Sandy, and uh, he said, "Hi, Dad, Happy Christmas," and you said, "Hey, Jim, you're getting fat." <laughs> well, yeah, you. What are you, you going to hide? Well, that's what dads can say. Dads can say that about their kids, and moms can say that about their kids. Yeah. It's a, it's something you earn. Um, you know, he's losing weight. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, we've seen the pictures. He, uh, he started this deal where his diet, his uh, doctor has him on a particular diet, um, and the idea is for people who are diabetic like he is, um, if you stick to this particular type of um, consum- uh, consuming food, you can get yourself off of the medication, and it appears to be working, and it's a very difficult diet to follow, and it's only for 12 weeks, but it seems to be working. I think he's down like 20 pounds. Wow. That's great. That's great. Picture, Rob. He looks great. Yep, yep. And he, yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you what, I'm proud of him because – He's been having a lot of struggles with that. It's been affecting his brain because, you know, um, you know, it kind of just messes with you, messes with your confidence over time. And I think he's turning it around and starting to feel, you know, get some momentum. And that's that's fantastic, you know. But but when you're helping him, don't uh, ridicule him with this, uh, hey, you dubby, you know. No, I don't like that. Just approach it intelligently. Oh yeah, I would never, I would never dream of that. No, no. I mean, yeah. if anybody's gonna c- tell anybody that they're fat, it's you. <laughs> yeah. Or shut up. Oh, shut the hell up. Yeah, it's not gonna be me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. One would not break his heart. Are you kidding me? All right. Uh, Dan has a question, Dad. Hi, Dan. Uh, Dan had to hire an exterminator. Because um, his home is under assault by bats uh, that are tunneling through the walls of his home like the Viet Cong. He says, have you ever uh, been under assault by wildlife? And if so, how did you handle it? Didn't you have some issues where you had to trap some creatures? I've done that. I don't recall all of them, you know, all of the things that I've done uh, with that uh, in that capacity. I, yeah, I remember you catching skunks. I remember, yes, I think more than once. I mean, I, th- I think like the neighborhood, they like come to you and say, hey, there's a skunk and you'll you'll capture it. <laughs> well, I don't remember that. Yeah, I really I, don't. I've got video of you opening up the back of the truck and then opening up the door of the cage. And then you like pound on the side of the truck and the little bastard takes off. Th- oh my god! I wish I could remember that. I, I've got the video. I'll show it to you. All right. Yeah, yeah. Some of those, some of those memories get a little foggy, don't they? Yeah, they really do. Because if it wasn't an important thing, I didn't have put a lot of uh, 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 thoughts to it. You know. Yeah. So just forget it. You know. Yeah, it just kind of fades away. What can you do? You know. They really do. And then knowledge does that, you know. Right on, right on. It, hey, it happens. Uh, all right. Uh, Tyler has a question. And uh, he says, you know, uh, Meathead, 
we're coming upon another election. And if you, Ruben, were elected president, what is the first thing you would do? Oh, boy. I honestly never gave it a thought. Yeah, but there's got to be something good you could do, right? Yeah. Lower prescription drugs. Uh, what is it, Joanne? Uh, yeah, I, I heard her. She said lower the cost of prescription medication. That's, yeah. a, that's a big deal to a uh, lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. This country, the problem with the people of this country is that if, if they right away see an opportunity to make a couple of bucks, they right away do it. Uh, up at the prices of this and that, and... And people buy it. If they're forced to buy it, they'll buy it, you know. Right. And um, it, it, I don't know. I don't like the way people have, or uh, uh, companies handle things. Okay, so you're saying maybe a little bit too much influence from, like, uh, big business and, and, and money. Yeah, I, really. I don't know. If they see that they have an opportunity to milk somebody out, they'll do it, you know. Isn't Instead it? of thinking, oh, hey, this guy you heard like hell to, uh, to come up with this money. Let's uh, help him out, you know. Now, 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 where you guys are, you and Joanne are, you're, you're not far at all from Canada. Just a short drive and you're in Canada. Isn't yes. isn't that a thing where people go to uh, Canada and like buy insulin? Yeah, yeah, they are, and uh, you know what? The country is right now. We, we're trying to get underneath uh, this whole issue and uh, stop them from buying it. No, well, wait a minute. I think I think you, didn't didn't you go to Canada to buy some? Yes, I did. Yes, I did, and I I become more intelligent as I went. Okay, so what? you were you were figuring out the way to do it right, and uh, yeah, I don't, I think that that's totally fine to go there and buy it. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, but, but I, I wouldn't want to do that. I'll do it right here in America. Yeah, if you can get it for the same price. Yeah, I think it, I think in the U.S. it's much more expensive. You go to Canada, get cheap insulin. Yeah, I don't know why is that. Well, they lowered it here now. Okay, it's not as... The insulin, they lowered it. I tell you what, greed is really eating this country up, Dad. Sure. You know, people just got to understand that they they, uh, don't have to be so greedy. Uh, I don't don't understand them. I really don't understand. It's their own country, their friends, their people, and they're nailing them, you know? Yeah, it's a little screwed up. Um... Dad, sure. did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Yes. 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 Uh, did yes, you, did we you, did. Did you stay up for the whole thing? Because it was a pretty wild finish. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we were, we were on it. Are you familiar with Taylor Swift? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. What are. Joanne, what do you think of Taylor Swift? Dad, what do you think of her? I'm going to let her answer that. I don't think much. I don't pay attention to her. I, I'm not into her music. Yeah, nor nor am I. It seems it seems like everybody gets all offended because she's on the TV, and it's like, well, she's super popular. I don't know what, you know, I don't I don't know what the problem is with her. I think I think she's fine. I don't I don't understand it. I I do not understand it. Leave her alone. Yes, yeah. exactly. Leave her alone. What's the big deal? It's not her fault. She's massively what? popular. Well. What do you say, Joanne? We'll probably get another song pretty soon. 
Oh. Okay, yeah, because she always writes songs about the guys that she breaks up with. That's her thing. You know, she's a songwriter. And then she, she'll date a guy for a period of time, and then the relationship doesn't work out, and then he writes a song about her. So, like, if Joanne ever, like, kicked you to the curb, you know, that would be like her writing a song about you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, that's good. That really is good. Has she ever kicked I mean, she got a talent. Yeah. Show it. Yes. Bring it up. Now, you guys have been together for so many years, but... Was there ever a point before you got married where, like, Joanne, you were like, I don't know if this is going to work out. He's kind of a disaster. And you gave him, like, another chance and he fixed it? Or has he ever has he ever pushed the limit with you a little bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Several thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and somehow, somehow it got salvaged. That's fantastic. That's, that's pure uh, wedded marriage bliss working it out, you know? I'll tell you, my wife is God's gift. Well, Dad. I mean, this is the way this woman is. And she'll do and say things without hurting you. Uh, if it, she does, you know, I seldom ever get ridiculed by her. Uh, but she just helps me out. Helps. Yeah, I don't think she's. I don't think she's ever ridiculed you, Dad. <laughs> it doesn't. No, never does. No, no, I, I, it's, it's true love. It's true love. You guys are, uh, are, are great. And, and, uh, oh, my God, it's, she is my love. Well, you know, if there's ever any moment during when we, in our little talks that we have here where you might be at a loss for words, I can always be confident that if I bring up the topic of your lovely wife, you will not be at a loss for words because, uh, she is so important to you, you know? Well, she, she is. Yeah. Oh, my God, she is. Thank you, buddy. Oh. Okay. Oh. Well, on this Valentine's Day, I want to wish you lovebirds well. Enjoy your right, day thank together. Thank you so much. And uh, I will see you in just over one month for your big birthday celebration. All right. And I think you'll be there with a very important task. All right. Yes, I have to be there to uh, – we'll probably do a little podcasting together. And yes. uh, and then we'll have some corned beef and uh, there you go and celebrate your that party. That was a cured. Yes. Okay, Dad. All right, Audie. Thanks you so much for calling me and wishing me all the good things. I love you and uh, your family. Yes, yes. And 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 someone wrote to say enjoy your oil change today. <laughs> Is that? Is uh, is an oil change code for smooches? Is that what is that what that is? Well, I don't know. All right. Maybe a little smooches. Okay. Very good. I love okay. you guys. All right. Thank I you. love you, honey. Love you too. You. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There you go. Dear Meathead, another Riverwind edition of Dear Meathead. Fantastic. What a job. Uh I think our pal Dixie Normus did leave the chat during that. I I don't know why. What happened? Said, don't be a dick and influence your chat. Your chat. I'm done with this. Rude as fuck. And he writes, to recap, last three things Dixie Normus said. Okay, Eric, I'm getting it. Starting to understand, sir. Number two. I will say I'm sorry to anyone I had annoyed. 
Three, don't be a dick and influence your chat. I'm done with this rude as fuck. And then he left. LOL, snowflake. <laughs> Thank you for the recap, Kenny. I'm guessing that was someone I know. Some troll. That's how that works. Ah, fuck him. Who gives a shit? Dad was fantastic as always. Uh, Corey says, Eric's really on the road to 70 viewers. I think it's 75. So on the trip to Maine, um, because I, th I think you did say you're from Maine, right? Okay. So you got Corey. Logan. Jimmy. Nikki. Who am I forgetting? I think there's more than that. If I forgot, and I always forget, then we what we'll do is we'll somehow figure this out. We can have a damn barbecue or go out to eat on the big trip to Maine. Beautiful Maine. And every time I mention that and people hear me or I, I tell, yeah, we're going to Maine. They go, oh, and they've been there. They're like, oh, my God. Chris says your favorite Patriot is from Maine too. Nick. Oh, that's right. Patriot Nick. Lonely Nick. Oh, lonely Nick. Uh, if there's public transportation that gets to where, because he had to sell his motorcycle because he went belly up. Um, and if he can get a ride there, he can show up and then we can, you know, uh, pick the food out of his beard. When am I going to Maine? That's a great question. Uh, I believe, I believe in everything that anyone else has watched. I believe we'll be there right around the time the 4th of July happens. All right. That'll be awesome. Uh, pause in the action. Your old pal Easy is going to go tinkle. I'll be back. What the fuck? Kyle Fade. Uh, Ben's in the chat. I'm going to call you in a second. I got questions. He's nervous. He's like, oh, no. Oh, come on. He writes, does anyone know why Eric called me earlier? Chris says, going over some X's and bros stuff, Ben. Moraine says he was going to ask if your feelings were hurt when they make fun of you stammering on the radio, I think. Yeah. Why don't you guys like uh, let me tell them again? Maureen can't help herself. She's like, oh, okay, it's time for me to give some information. How come Linda doesn't do that? You two are like have the same parents. My God. Ryan writes, my wife just picked up her car from Irvine's. They left her a cute Valentine's message and gift. What an incredible shop they are. Uh, thank you to them for being on board with this show. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. If you ever uh, take your car over there, you will see exactly what I mean. Become a new customer at Irvine's, ervines.com. That's E R 
Vines.com. What is today's day? Wednesday. Hold on a second here. I think I'm fucking shit up. In fact, I know I am. Uh, that is so strange. Sorry, my computer was screwing up. It was messing with my head. Irvines.com. Early bird drop-off. Late bird pickup. Unbelievable place to get your vehicle repaired. Thank you to them. 616-532-6600 is their number. That is 616-532-6600. Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. He can help you with Obamacare. He can help you with Medicare. He can help you with life insurance, car insurance, home insurance, any type of insurance. Go to uh, Frank Fuss at buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com, and he will help you every step of the way. Thank you to Green Medicine Shop. They're in Greenville, Michigan. You can get all your cannabis from Green Medicine Shop. They're in Greenville, Michigan. You can only buy there if you have a med card. You might be like, oh, fuck that. Recreational, I can just go buy it whenever I want. Well, first of all, you're buying better cannabis when you buy medicinal cannabis. It's higher quality, less impurities. That I know. Second of all, you're avoiding the 10% excise tax in the state of Michigan. Fact. And if you are under 21, if you're 18 to 21, you cannot purchase recreational marijuana. You can purchase marijuana, medicinal marijuana, if you're 18 and over. Yeah, but it's hard to get a med card. No, it's not. You go to thegreenmedicineshop.com and you click get a medical card. Okay, there you go. Then you get started. 15 minutes later, you've got the med card, the number at least. You can then share it with the folks at Green Medicine Shop and you can get your cannabis. Yeah, but it costs 90 bucks. I don't have 90 bucks. Yes, you do. In fact, you're going to make money on the deal. You spend 90 bucks on that and you get a $100 voucher to the store. So how about that? 18 and over, get your med card. And then for the time it takes you to get from wherever you are to Green Medicine Shop, uh, you will then get your money back. And then some. That's how they want you to become a uh, customer at Green Medicine Shop in Greenville, Michigan. For more information, go to their website, thegreenmedicineshop.com. Kyle says it is not hard to get a med card. If you think it is, you are a re, uh, I mean, idiot. I do not partake. Uh, but some people do. And if you do, in fact, the, the number of people who, um, uh, use cannabis is very, very high right now. I looked that up the other day, percentage of Americans who use, how do you spell cannabis? C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S. Between 1969 and 1977, 
it jumped from 4% to 24%. And then it rose up to 33% in 1985. It stalled at 40% of Americans using cannabis until 2015. Then it ticked up to 44%. It remained at that level through 2019 and then rose to nearly 50%, 49% in 2021, where it is today. That's remarkable. I didn't think it was that high. Nearly 50% of Americans use cannabis. <laughs> That's remarkable. Percentage of Americans, hold on, who use tobacco. So I guess that could be like chew or, or smoking. 9 months ago, 18.7% of Americans reported using tobacco. 11.5% of them cigarettes. Wow. Current smoking has declined from 20.9% in 2005 to 11.5%. That's a remarkable drop. My god. But 49% of Americans use cannabis. <laughs> My God, that's I had no idea. And it was that high that they that many people were getting high. Kyle writes, I love using gummies. It's quote unquote helped me stop drinking. I haven't had any alcohol since June 25th of 2023. All right. There you go. That's enough. That's enough about my friends at Green Medicine Shop. I'm going to be talking with Shawnee today, the pharmacist who runs the place later on today. She's awesome. All right. I've done a weird job of keeping track of my sponsors today, so you're going to have to bear with me. Everything is funky. Okay, one. Basketball game tonight. Grand Rapids Gold. I'll see you there. Buy your tickets at grandrapidsgold.com. Love it. So much fun. Uh, tickets just 14 bucks. Grandrapidsgold.com. I will see you there uh, at that game. They need to win. They lost to the Detroit team yesterday, and they're, they've been kind of streaky lately. So I'm hoping that they, they can turn that around. Come on, boys. Let's get going. Tonight. Grand Rapids Gold. Uh, I want to bring Ben in here. Audience members are worried about him. He already knows what I'm going to ask him because Maureen opened her trap again. You're lucky I like you. I'd ban you. Hello. Hey, Maureen already tipped you off as to what I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah, are you, because uh, Chris sent me, Chris is the one who sends me segments of X's and Bro's, and he's worried right. that you're that it's bumming you out. No, not at all. Because he thought that because sometimes the first segment isn't available to download. He thought that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just because uh, sometimes the recording computer has issues. Yeah, okay. 
that's what I thought, you know, but I, I wanted to make sure because it, it's honestly not your fault. I think, I think it's just the awkwardness of, uh, of the scenario more so. Yeah, definitely. It's still, it's just fun. It's hilarious to pick on you. And I know you've got pretty thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's totally fine. Have you started preparing for who are these free beers tomorrow? Yes, I've been listening to a lot of audio. Uh, I have two clips so far. That's it. But I will be listening to a lot more today. It's uh, such a shitty show. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. God damn. Okay. Uh, well, I, I was able to pick apart the Monday episode when they were reviewing the video about clowns and the, jo- oh, okay. and the jokes they were laying down. Um, oh, nice. Any, any like... Uh, preview on your clips that stand out to you that might give us a little uh, warm up as to what we can expect or or maybe just describing the feeling of what it was like getting that audio um i think one of them it has to do with maitland and it was just like it reminded me of when rachel was on the show so yeah bringing up something that's cute or kitschy or fun exactly and, and annoying yeah that girl uh, that young lady, everybody yeah. loves her. This is proof positive that you can have absolutely zero talent and just, like me. yes. And well, no, you've got talent, <laughs> you've got talent and, and be friendly. And she, cause she is, she's really friendly and warm and kind and all that shit. You can, yeah. you can be a, you can be a star. She's going to be a star because she's just, you know, silly. Yeah, everybody on Facebook, on their Facebook group and Reddit loves her. Oh, yeah. She's like content queen. She can do no yeah. wrong. She can do right. no wrong. I mean, Kelly's over there talking about her pussy, and and they, <laughs> and no one, and they, they get pissed off at her. It's like, no, that's the one you want. Exactly. So, all right. Very good. That happens tomorrow. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay, fuck off. See ya. All right. See ya. See ya. There you go, Ben Glaze. You know, Ben already knew what I was going to talk to him about. He uh, he had a preview. I need to call Linda, Maureen's sister, and ask her about the dynamic of Maureen. Hi, this is Linda. Oh. Sorry, Mr. Call. Please leave a message. And I'll get- oh, my God. That would have been awesome. I mean, what, out of all of that, I call him, I get him on, and then I say, uh, as I'm getting ready to talk to my dad, I'm going to call Ben after I get done with this. And Ben comes in and says, what did Eric want? Oh, I guess this is what he wanted. He wanted to know if you had What are you doing? That's my job. Do I show up out of the blue and start uh, uh, stealing dogs for you? What the hell? Uh, By the way, Maureen was finally able to get somebody to adopt the dog that she had been fostering named Mocha. Uh, The dog had, um, for quite some time, been like around her residence and they, they like couldn't find the right home. I think there was a case where 
like somebody would adopt the dog and then like give the dog back, which I don't understand that. Um, you know, there's a real learning curve when you, when you adopt an animal, it's going to, it's probably going to suck to start. You know, the dog has to adjust. You have to adjust. You got to figure out the dynamic. I mean, it's like that when we get puppies or we adopt when like at the time I adopted Benny, it took a little while. Uh, O'Neill, same thing. I don't understand how anybody can adopt a dog. And then by the end of the day, they reach back out to whoever they got the dog from and said, yeah, you got, you got to come get this dog. It's, it's not working out. You fucking asshole. What, what a piece of shit you are. Uh, finally, they were able to get a patient soul to give the dog a little wiggle room. And uh, this sweet old man adopted the dog. And I guess it's working out great. There's Mocha. Look at that. The, the tongue. The tongue. Now, I don't know if it's just a trick of the light or Mocha has a derp eye. You can see the eye kind of looks a little bit like one of the uh, White Walkers from Game of Thrones. I'm thinking he might have a derp eye. Because in the other picture with this happy, look at this happy, sweet man. Like you can see derp eye. And uh, that's kind of an unusual picture. It kind of looks like something sinister is about to go on there. Mocha does not look happy. That looks like a very powerful dog, by the way. And then the guy, I love this old timer. He's got the hat. It says, what a difference a Dave makes. So no doubt that's his name. And he's so happy. Good for him. Looks like he lives like in, like, uh, in the middle of nowhere. You know, forested area. That dog's going to love that. Good stuff. To be sure. Uh, nice job to Maureen. Um, of course, she probably dropped the dog off. off and uh, the guy was like, look, I'll take the dog and I'll never return it. Um, if you promise not to come back here and talk my ear off for three hours. That's the deal. I'll do anything you want. Just as long as I don't have to hear you. And your yapper. She writes, we're happy to share. We are happy to hair, uh, share hair. Share that our beautiful sweet mocha has found her forever Valentine. She went to her new home a week ago and her new dad reports she is adjusting well. He's a retired, self-described homebody with lots of love to give her. He finds mocha to be a smart, gentle, loving dog who is full of kisses. He is so grateful to have her. This makes our hearts so happy. Good girl, mocha. Yeah, I don't understand why it took so damn long. People are, are just idiots when it comes to adopting dogs. Good thing they got that guy who's, you know, uh, in that spot where he could do that, you know? Maureen says, over four months I had her, she was returned once for not doing stairs. She was partially blind in that eye due to injury. 70 pounds of muscle and super strong. He said I could visit any time. I was only there one and a half hours. 
Amy says, poor Maureen. Chris says, so rude. Announce your departure, Maureen. I don't believe that. He's perfect for her. He just lost a 17-year-old dog recently. My God. Well, kudos to him. Kudos to you. Despite your blabbermouth, uh, tons of respect and love. You do a great job doing what it is you do. Speaking of canines, this guy was walking along a road in Rhode Island. And a rabid coyote approached him and attacked him. This scares the shit out of me. All of a sudden, like a rabid animal can just walk up to you and do that. You know, that can happen anywhere. Anywhere where there's wild animals. You could have a rabid animal that's just going to bite the shit out of you. Um, this guy, though, this old man had old man strength. And, uh, well, with his bare hands, he, while the thing was latched onto him, this 58 year old guy killed it. My God. I know I would have just sat there and screamed like a bitch. Anger. It's either him or you. And courage. It's insane, but I would have did the same thing. A deadly combination for the coyote that came face to face with the hiker in Johnston. No, not one was there. Who who knows what it could have done to him if he didn't do what he did. Police say a 50. I don't know who the fuck that guy. I don't think that's him. The eight-year-old man killed the coyote after it attacked him Friday afternoon. It happened in a wooded area off Belfield Drive. The hiker was bit in the leg, but subdued the coyote by pinning him down by his neck. Officials say it suffocated to death. Uh, a lot of wildlife, like an ASC, a deer go by. Four miles away, a situate man is recovering after a coyote attacked him and his dog Thursday evening. Rhode Island DEM believed the two may be connected and that the coyote had rabies. We don't know this yet. You notice in that trail cam, the camera was at two dog bulls, which tells me the idiot was feeding the coyote. We're trying to confirm it. It'd be great news that this, that this rabid coyote was dead. But we need to confirm that by by going through this process of, of checking out the bite marks. The two attacks raising concern for residents in the area. He's still vulnerable, but yeah, look over your shoulder. Uh, what I'm learning about people in this part of Rhode Island, they all look very beat up. More aware now. Take a stick with me or something. And raising alarm bells for state officials. And Johnson and Situate, please be aware of your surroundings if confronted with an aggressive coyote mike healy says to make yourself big and loud don't run or turn your back and don't leave food out for wild animals it only draws them into your home or your neighbors we can only complicate things if 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 we do things like feed coyotes or you know even unintentionally i often wonder about when i'm up north if i'll ever be a, whoops, approached by an animal that is rabid because even like a rabid raccoon, it can fuck you up bad. Uh, Ryan says the community members all look like they've had copious amounts of meth. That's true. So when I'm up north, I always have that fucking pistol on me. Well, I always have my pistol on me at all times. But for damn sure, I keep it on my fucking side like John Wayne with a spare magazine. Cole says how to avoid coyote conflicts. Kill them all. That's what the, that's what they say. You know, um, uh, there's like a license to kill 
if you see the fucker, you're supposed to shoot the shit out of them because they're devastating. They fuck everything up. Now, I would want to pet them. Um, I'd be at a real crossroads. You know, I would be like, oh, come on, baby. Hello, puppy. Hello, baby. I say that now, but they'd probably attack my dogs, and then I'd be have to do something. Holy shit. God damn. And they're everywhere up there. They And they know what the fuck they're doing because we'll be sitting there by the goddamn campfire. It's pitch black. And the bastards will line up more than one. Don't know how many. It sounded like a thousand. Just on the inside of the tree line. And then they start, yep, 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 doing that. And they all just like talk to each other. And we all just start fucking booking it. We're getting the fuck out of there. Ryan says, or just avoid coyotes. Dickhead, you can't just avoid them. They go to where you are. You dumbass. My God. But that guy killed it with his bare hands. Uh, he's, he suffocated it to death, which reminds me that almost happened to Bruce. Um, on Monday of this week, Monday of this week. Okay. So I'm going to try to be, um, not too clumsy in telling this story, but there's a, like a, a carrot, like a, like a latch that, um, on, on his leash that you would hook to his collar. There's a metal ring on the collar or for the longest time, he didn't have a collar on like he doesn't have one on right now. So I would take the leash and make a, a noose out of it. Okay. And the, the leash, the uh, fabric leash would run through the metal clippy thing. And if you pull it too tight, um, he would, (coughs) so, um, he would always like back off. He learned quickly that if I go to, it's a choker. Um, and, but the, it malfunctioned and it actually went where he put so much pressure on it that the clippy thing ripped the fabric of the leash. So at its absolute tightest with him pulling it with his body weight, cause he's, he's a real puller. It then malfunctioned and it, it is now cinched on his neck. Like he's Saddam Hussein and he makes a weird noise, more aggressive than other ones. I'd heard him. Like, wow, what the fuck was that? But I'm walking him to this dog run that we have, but He's now suffocating, but he doesn't realize it. And he's walking and he's sad, but he's having trouble breathing. He chokes again. I go, that's weird. I go to take the thing off of him so he can run in the, um, in the pen and I can't get it off. It's cinched so tightly around his neck that it won't budge. And I quickly realized in about five seconds that he's dying. So I'm like, uh-oh. And he's and he goes, ah! and he knows it. I'm like, uh-oh. This is the moment when he realized he fucked up. Uh, Maureen says, get a slip leash, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay? Shh. God damn it. Um, at this point, he's dying. I pick him up. And 
move as fast as I can into the house. He can't fucking breathe. I go into the kitchen. I grab the scissors. I put it under there. Snip, 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 release. (gasps) Oh my God. He's looking at me like, oh my God, what happened? What did you do? I go, I fucked up. That's what I did. I'm so sorry, big fella. We won't do that again. Now we keep a collar on him and you just, you know, put it in the little metal thing. Holy shit. That was scary as shit. Kenny says that story reminded me when I saw a picture on Facebook a while back where someone posted about finding a lost dog, but it was actually a coyote. Yeah, I'm a, I am. They're cute as hell, but you're you're supposed to shoot them. It's like, God damn it. How the fuck do you expect me to do that? They're adorable. Trucker Dan says two of my nightly runs this week. I thought I was going to have to fight dogs. My God, that's happened to me too. I was um, back when I used to run one time, one of our visits to Tennessee. Um, I decided to take a jog and this area can only be described as hollers and backwoods areas. Uh, by the way, Nick writes a few more stories like that. And you're going to find Maureen in your backyard. Oh yeah. She'll be there trying to steal my dog. Except. I'll be tipped off that she's there because she'll start talking to the dog and say, Oh, hello dog. Did I ever tell you about the day I was born? That's how this, that's how this all got started. I really like pets. So anyway, there I was five years old. Let me, and the dog's like, please just kill me. Enough backstory. Just either rescue me or kill me. Why can't you give me the edited version? By the way, I'm going to buy a new Zenith today. All right. It's been, it's been long enough. The reason why I haven't upgraded that. First of all, it was the upgrade. Um, But about a week after I had it, I kicked the fucker and fucked it up. That's why it does that. I am breaking down and buying a new DBX 286S mic preamp processor. Because it's been long enough. You know, you can't. That's fucking horrible. You buy something, you're excited about it, and then you fucking break it. Ryan says the Zenith smash is sort of a staple of this show. So so true, but I'm going to keep it. I'm just going to use it in a different capacity. Like I'll take it up north and set up a studio up there. That's eventually the goal. So I'd have to bring all the shit up there. All right. Um, What the hell was I talking about? I don't even know what I was talking about. Um, I was talking about something. I forgot what it was. Oh, uh, almost killing my dog. God damn it, poor little guy. I was scared to death. Of that, but no more. I said, no more of that shit. We're just going to use, you know, use the collar or his harness. We, we have a harness. I have everything I need. The only reason why I did it that way is because I was lazy. Almost backfired. 
Uh, Corey says probably cheaper and better options out there. Now you know what the fuck you're talking about. Shut up. Oh, jogging in the holler. That's exactly right. So, um, I get about a mile away from the campsite. And out of this shack comes this dog. And he's aggressive. And he comes running up towards the road. Two things. I don't want him to attack me. And the other thing, I don't want to get bit. I mean, I don't want to get bit. And I don't want the dog to get hit. But I'm caring less about the dog because he looks like he's going to kill me. So their driveway is dirt. And um, the road I'm along where they are, it's like downhill. You go downhill about 40 feet and there's the residence. So my feet are like at the top of their roof level. That's how far down it drops. So I'm looking down at their porch where the dog comes running at me, runs up the hill, and he's standing up, hair standing up, and he's aggressive, and uh, he's letting me have it. So I'm not moving. I'm standing there, and I actually said, <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Anybody there? Anyone? I'm, being, I'm trying to be um, affable, friendly, because... I know what I'm up against. I'm up against the dog and the dumb fuck who would allow this to happen. And this disgusting, toothless woman who was five times as attractive as any, any former Zaniac woman comes out. And I said, hi, um, this is Eric Zaitunian talking to her. Can you... Can you maybe get him? And then uh, she's looking at me like I'm an asshole. She's come on, get away, get away. And she's still looking at me like the way I'm looking at you right now with a pissed off look on her face. And all I had to do, if I would have just said, okay, thanks, and slightly walked away, that's how it would have ended. Still weird. But then little Eric Zane crept into it. And condescending, dripping with attitude came out. The tone of voice was, yeah, thanks. I didn't want to bother you. And she read right into that. And she starts staring at me. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to give it back to you. With my fluorescent green top and my little sockers on. And my little running shorts and my little running hat, my water bottle. I'm like looking at her like a bitch. And then I'm like, you know, this is not going to end well. Just go leap with your balls still where they are. And um, yeah, I, she fucking won that stare down. I'm actually going to give her the W because she kept an eye on me until I was out of sight. I looked back a few times, reasonably concerned that a fucking ATV was going to come ripping down the side of the road and grease me right there. And they're going to find me six months later when the kudzu dies off. Jesus. Uh, Corey says, tell her to clear her muff and shut up. You know, 
she could easily have handled herself. But if then the, the man of the house comes out, then I'm in even more trouble. I could wind up fucking shot. I never forget when I got pulled over in uh, Tennessee, right in that same area. It was in Gatlinburg. And I, it wasn't long after I got my pistol permit. And I've never had to do this. But they say, yeah, when you get pulled over, get your license out and your pistol permit. Guy pulls me over. I ended up getting a ticket for speeding. I go, ah, this is the time. Uh, I pull out my license, pull out my pistol permit. I got them both in my hand like I'm like I'm hot shit. And uh, it was license, registration, proof of insurance. Like, all right, so I get all that shit. And there's my pistol license, two cards, plus all that other shit. And he goes, why are you giving me that? I go, what do you mean? Why are you giving me a, your CPL? I go, well, that's what, that's what you do. Goes, Not here. We don't. Everybody's got a gun here. Put that away. I go, oh, <laughs> I was like, I was so excited to show the guy that I'm armed. He goes, yeah, we don't, we don't everybody's got a gun here. I, I know you got a gun. We all have guns here. This is Tennessee. You fucking moron. You stupid Yankee. He wrote me up a ticket and he was pressing so hard on that pen. It went through the fucking paper. I was doing like one over. He gave me a ticket for like 10 over. I did not argue. Jesus. Uh, my mom's from Tazewell, Tennessee. I know Tazewell, Tennessee. Uh, concerning the old hag who wanted to kick my ass, your lucky junior wasn't home or you'd be buried in the holler. Oh yeah. I think I got away easy, frankly. My God. Um, all right. Thank you. As always the TC paintball, we're getting dangerously close to paintball war. Number 23, the battle of the Rio Grande. I need more whites because team Brown is stacking the deck. Um, you need to be on team white power for our border war. Uh, TC paintball gr.com. As you know, I, I, I couldn't be any less racist. It's just stupid to call it that. But, uh, anyway, reach out to me. If you want to participate, I've been reaching out to a number of you making sure you're coming. The goal is 30. So gather up your friends, especially newbies. I've got a lot of the old guard are always there, but I want new guard. Okay. Reach out to me, Eric at ericsaintshow.com if you want to be in on Paintball War number 23, the battle for the Rio Grande. And if not, book your own event at Michigan's premier paintball facility, Indoor Outdoor Paintball at TC Paintball. Fully stocked pro shop. They have everything you need. If you've never done paintball, all you need to do is come as you are. Uh, I wouldn't recommend in very nice clothes. And then uh, you get your rental gun, you get your mask, you get your paint all included with it and your field time. Uh, there you go. Book your event at tcpaintballgr.com. Finally, the tax hobbit is who I want you to call to get your taxes done. Tax hobbit Troy Ginzer at Tag Accounting. He schedules January, February, March. Intense marketing on the EZSP. 
And I'm so grateful for that. So um, for the money he spends, that keeps easy going and strong. So support the sponsors with your patronage. Get your taxes done through the Tax Hobbit. Troy Ginzer, certified public accountant online at tagcpa.net. And this is good for any, no matter where you are in the audience. 616-301-9516. Call to get started. That's all you got to do. All your questions will be answered when you make that phone call. 616-301-9516. You will talk to a real live person who wants to do your taxes or drop Troy a line. Troy at tagcpa.net. Good to go. Got a Patreon bonus podcast coming up in a little bit. Looking forward to that as always. Thank you to all of you who are on Patreon. Nick says, is there a sniper position in paintball so I don't have to run? Yes, that's what I do. I cannot run. So I walk and I be I hang out behind one of the fucking obstacles and just shoot. You can do it all, sniper, no matter where you are. And slowly saunter up to your next spot after you clear. Yeah, get some of your old-ass hillbilly friends and join us, dumbass. Am I seeing you tonight at the uh, arena? We've got a basketball game. If you are, it might be time to bust out the darts. Yesterday's asshole of the day was the AI porno maker. Today, our asshole of the day. I don't know. Who was that guy that was with us earlier? Dixie Normus? Is that the name? Um, maybe, I don't know. I guess uh, Maureen could get a nominee for being such an asshole with telling Ben the story. I'm not even comfortable calling, calling Maureen an asshole. She's too sweet. All right, I'm going to make it Dixie Normus as your asshole today. Uh, there you go. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Thank you very much, as always, for being part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I'll talk to you on Patreon a little later on. Till then, have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye.